we believe life is precious. This is it. We've got one shot at this. It's on us to live life to the fullest, to maximize what we've been given and play the game of life at our full potential. Are you living up to your potential? Are you frustrated that despite your best intentions, you just can't seem to make the changes needed to take things to the next level so you can impact your career, relationships, and health? If this is hitting home, you're in the right place. Our mission is to open the door to the exceptional life by showing you how to play the game of life at a higher level. So you're playing at your full potential rather than at a fraction as most people do. We'll share the one thing that once we learned it, our lives were transformed. And once you learn it, watch what happens. Welcome to Think It Be It, the podcast. I'm Kelly Hatfield. Hey, and I'm John Mitchell. So today, Kelly, our topic is aging and the benefits of aging. Um, so I'd like your observations. What, what are you in your late 20s, early 30s? <laughs> Did I, have I ever told you you're my favorite person? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't be over, what, what 35, can you? <laughs> I actually have a big birthday coming up. I will be 50 in June. Are you serious? Yeah. So Are you serious? I am. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you. Well, you know, you know what what 50 meant to me. So, uh yeah. I'm I'm curious to see what 50 will uh mean to you, but that this is perfect. So, in 2 months you're going to be 50. So, just explain to our audience your take on aging, the, the process, the benefits, just your observations about it. Well, I um, love it. I am so excited. Um, well, first of all, I figure if you're aging, I mean, what's the alternative? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So, so I'm going to always have that framework around this that I'm lucky to see another year and, um, and excited about what the next one is going to bring. And so I love the wisdom that comes along with it. I love the, um, how you really get to know, but like by now with all of the experiences that you've had and the, the trials and the tribulations and the, there's just things that, you know, now that you didn't know then, you know what I right. mean? And, and a confidence that comes with that. You know, I remember being in my thirties, um, you know, even as I turned 40 and in my early forties, um, um, you know, still, you know, kind of trying to figure out who you are, um, mm -hmm. caring too much about what other, you know, people think or about right. where, where should I be as opposed to where I am, you know, those right. kinds of things. So I just love the confidence and the wisdom that comes along with aging. The other thing too, for me is that it really is just like, I feel better than I did in my thirties from my physical, you know, yeah. like I really take care of myself. My health is a priority. And, um, and so it's just a, a number. Um, I feel more alive, vibrant and have more energy than I did in my thirties. Um, so yeah. yeah. How about you? You know, I, I think you hit on a couple of things that are great, you know, uh, the wisdom and the, uh, confidence and, <clears throat> you know, I don't know what made me do this, but, uh, you know, one night, Oh, a week or so ago, Ginger and I were having a, a talk and I've been, I just been re reflecting back on, on my life. And, um, 
you know, I, I could see where I took a jump just in, in how I played the game of life. As, as an example, when I was, when I met Ginger, when I was, you know, 52, I think, or so, uh, maybe 53, she observed that every once in a while, it wouldn't happen all the time, obviously, but, but it, it would happen sometimes where I'd get mad about something and I would have a pretty foul mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd throw <laughs> F-bombs around. And, and she pointed that out to me. And uh, I'm like, well, that's not how I was raised. You know, I was, I was, went to Jesuit high school. That, there's no, that's not a classy way to be. And, and so I immediately stopped it. And it surprised her because, you know, just from that recognition of it, I could stop it. And, you know, I, and you may not even know this about me. You know, there were three things that happened in my 40s that were pretty devastating. The first one is uh, my best friend died and I found him. Oh, no, I didn't which, know that. Which was, you know, he died in a hot tub and oh. and it was, uh, and he was, you know, interestingly, t- two or three months before that, we both told each other we loved each other, which oh. guys usually don't do that. No. <laughs> but but that shows you. And it, so it was obviously devastating. Then the second thing that happened like a year or two later the U.S. government accused me of something I didn't do. You know, I owned a bank in my 30s, and they mm-hmm. accused me of something I flat didn't uh, do, and they were trying to put me in jail. Mm-hmm. And it was an ugly situation and uh, and got really ugly. And But ultimately, I could prove I was innocent, and they dropped the charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but very, very difficult period. And then the third thing was I was in a in a business I really hated. And so those three things, as I'm rolling into my 50s, you know, probably were the foundation for a lot of F-bombs, you know, <laughs> just an inclination to F-bombs. Well, yeah, and, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of anger there and a right. lot of with the situations. Yeah, right, right. And, and, uh, and you know, but uh, as uh, once Ginger pointed that out to me, I'm like, well, that doesn't serve me. There's no... That's not really who I am. That's embarrassing that I'm uh, not more articulate. Sure, I understand getting mad. Uh, I, by my nature, probably have a, a, a strong temper, but, you know, I'm going to stop it. And so I did stop it immediately. And, uh, and she was surprised that, that just that, you know, being able to stop it uh, was possible. And, and, uh, then, you know, I noticed, uh, what was the other one that I, I, I noticed? Um, oh, I would, every once in a while, get mad out loud. Like, uh, and I don't know, I bet everybody's like this, <clears throat> especially around technology. You know, if there's something technology that goes wrong, sometimes I, I would want to take my computer and throw it in the lake. Uh, not, that didn't <laughs> happen a lot, but I'd be very vocal uh, without using F-bombs about my uh, anger. And then I'm like, well, what, do, what good does that do? You know, what, and, you know, this is part from learning uh, from Trevor Moad, the mental coach at Alabama, that what you say out loud is 10 times more powerful than, than what you think. I'm like, all I'm doing is, is giving 10 times the energy to 
whatever I'm upset about. I'm like, this makes no sense. And, and, you know, I saw that I was able to uh, immediately stop that. It just didn't make sense. And so the point of those two stories is I, I, as I look back at my life, I can actually see where I was one way and became more enlightened and I changed. Um, can you, can you think of things like in your life where you've, you saw something and you, you evolved to a higher level? Yeah, I mean, I think absolutely. Um, one of the the things for me that many people listening um, can relate to, um, probably probably a lot of women would be my guess, is this tendency um, to people please. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so it was just part of my family dynamic growing up. I carried right. it into my twenties, my thirties. I stayed at a company that I shouldn't have stayed at as long as I did 14 years out of a sense of a false sense of loyalty and wanting to please the, you know, um, and it all worked out the time, everything happened exactly. It was supposed to, but, um, you know, I think that tendency to, um, to not at all costs, but to make everybody happy and to try to make it okay for everybody and just how exhausting that is. And in an effort to do that, you, you put yourself nowhere on your list. You're, right. you know, um, we've talked about this before too, when it comes to business or I'm saying yes to the wrong things. I'm saying yes to everything. I'm, you know, burning out, running myself into the ground because right. of this, um, this tendency that I have to try to make people happy, you know, right. and it wasn't even to like me. Um, it was yeah. more of just, it's my nature to like fix things. You know, it was the family ni- dynamic that I grew up in was to just like, if I can make this okay for everybody, then maybe we'll all get through it, you know? Right, right. And so um, that was a hard pattern for me to break. Um, and this is so boundaries. Right. Um, you know, so going from not having any boundaries to setting boundaries um, right. was a huge um, thing for me in my thirties and and um, especially the end of my thirties and, um, you know, 40 moving into my early forties, understanding that, Oh, you know what I mean? It's so important. I've got to start setting some boundaries around this, um, you know, both professionally and personally, or I'm, I'm never going to be, um, you know, happy to the extent that I can be, um, you know, so that definitely was one of the things for me was that people pleasing nature and just understanding that, um, (laughs) and I know this sounds cynical too, you know, but like, here we go, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> but I mean, it goes back to what you're, you're, you know, that whole um, idea when I was talking about be a little about being judged, you know, I've yeah. talked about that before. People aren't thinking about you at all. You know, that center stage syndrome, you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> where where um, you think, you know, people are, they don't. If you're not, if you say no, they're going to move on to the next person who will say yes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so um, just understanding the extent to which that, um, you know, saying no doesn't mean. Um, so anyway, that was a big one for me where my behavior shifted, um, you know, definitely. And then well, the we- other thing that comes to with just confidence really quick. And that, so once you've gone through, like having started you know, um, multiple businesses, having multiple businesses in operation now, making it through the highs, the lows, this roller coaster of entrepreneurship and business ownership. One thing that as I as I come into this next, where this confidence, like I'll bet on me any day of the week. 
You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if I, um, Absolutely. So, so knowing that, so just that confidence that comes with having gone through all of that and being able to reflect on it to say, um, I made it through that or man, here's how I would have navigated that a little bit differently if I had that to do over again so that I'm carrying the lessons with me. So it's just a different way of looking at, um, there isn't that apprehension, like wondering if you can do something or like, I know I can, and I prove it um, over and over again. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, I, I think you're right. And you know, the this idea of operating in, in life with confidence is is so tied to what other people think. Because if you're really focused on what other people think or or put too much weight on it, it detracts from your confidence because you're always judging what are other people thinking about what I'm saying or doing. And like you say, this is so true. They're not thinking about you. You think mm-hmm. they're thinking about you, but they're not thinking about you. And yeah. and I saw in my 50s how much fun life was when when I operated at a higher level of confidence. Of course, that was driven by uh, our 12-minute day technique. I was, you know, it was just was that level of control I had over and have over my life was so immensely more. But, um, you know, uh, I, it's always amazing to me relative to aging is why do we really have to get older to learn these things? Um, I mean, that's the natural effect of aging. But, you know, I look at so many, so many of the things, sort of the lessons that that I have learned in my life that people could have set me down and at at 25 or 30 and said, now John, here's about 10 or 15 lessons. Get these things. I mean friggin' get them. Uh so that you don't have to go through all the things that I went through. And and you know, maybe as I talk about this, this is what enthuses me about the new course I'm creating at the University of Texas uh, to go even deeper than than think it be it. But, uh, you know, but I just see that oftentimes you tell people these lessons and it goes in one ear and out the other. You know, I mean, what do you think about that? I think I 100% get where you're coming from. But like, this goes back to what we've been talking about too. like the people you surround yourself with are Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't grow up around people who could sit me down and tell me the top 10 lessons in life to that yeah. wasn't my reality. I had a couple really a great, great teachers. You know what I mean? In high school, right. and I had some great coaches in soccer, mm-hmm. but nobody, not a mentor, you know, until I was in my thirties, you know, that sat down and said, Hey, you know, um, these are the things that you really want to focus on in life. The, the, the whole idea of focusing on the things that move the needle and having clarity and all of those things, that wasn't part, they didn't teach that in school. Right. And then I wasn't around that, um, you know, in my career, my company didn't offer that. Um, you know, so, and I did, so the importance of having a mentor and of seeking that person out. And I think to your point, having been introduced to it in a class uh, at that age, I mean, we, I'd say this all the time, man, I wish I would have been introduced to your method you know, 20 years earlier, I would imagine where things would be now. And, and, um, you know, so I think it's fantastic that you're putting a curriculum together for 
you know, for young adults um, to carry with them into their life. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. So as I develop this new course, here's there's four components to it. Uh, Leadership of self, which which means uh, having that mindset you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. It's also personal responsibility, which means never letting yourself be a victim and always owning your results. And if you don't like the results you're getting, changing your behaviors, mm-hmm. then it's teaching them uh, what I call six high performance uh, uh, skills that, like like you just said, if I'd learned them at uh, 50, I mean, at 20 instead of 50, what a difference that would have made. And then the fourth component is, is mentoring. And as you're talking, I'm like, uh, I want you to mentor some of my students. Uh, you know, of course, this will be down the road, but mm-hmm. you would be so good to to do it. And I because I want to get successful people once I get them through my uh, class, I'm going to mentor them and I want to stay in touch with them. But I need, you know, people of the right mindset and the right level of success to mentor them. It's just like, you know, the, 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 just for our audience, a, what, a couple of years ago, you came to my class in Austin and you, and you hired one of the students yeah. as a, <laughs> as a intern. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was so blown away by the experience of being around you that, uh, you know, we need to replicate that. I guess it's the bottom line of all that. <laughs> well, I, I um, love it. And it was so funny. I said, I say to everybody about that experience and about doing think it be it with your, um, you know, the college program over the summer is like, I have so much hope for the future when I meet with those young people, because they, you know, these young adults who are just starting and are filled with, you know, um, there's this, I don't know what the um, uh, narrative out there around our young, young adults and the different generation. It's like, no, there are, um, there are future. And I'm very optimistic based on these wonderful you know, young adults that are coming out of University of Texas. And um, yeah, I just am blown away by them. So I, that's something I would love to be involved in. You know that. Well, you know, our, our the, the uh, uh, motto at the University of Texas is what starts here changes the world. Oh, I and love that. This has been the motto for like forever. And they used to have when Walter Cronkite was alive, he went to the University of Texas. You can hear Walter Cronkite saying that. And so uh, it's pretty cool. But, but you know, on this thing with aging, too, this past year, uh, I don't know how it happened, but we had all freshmen in our class, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to um, uh, primarily juniors in mm-hmm. in in the prior years that Bill and I, Bill, the former chancellor and I teach. Uh, and what a difference, you know, those, those uh, freshmen, uh, they're like deer in the headlights, yeah. you know, they're just glad to be away from mom and dad. And of course, my big push is around leadership of self and personal responsibility. And, and for when you get out in the real world, they're not worried about the real world. They're four <laughs> years away from the real world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's why it sort of evolved for, for me to go, I want to teach uh, basically just seniors 
maybe some juniors, but primarily seniors. And I only want to teach athletes because the athletes are the highest achievers as a group on, on campus. And, mm-hmm. and this is what our 12 minute a day methodology is clearly for high achievers. But, um, you know, it's interesting that relative to age, you know, where they are when they're what 18 versus when they are, what they are at 22. Mm-hmm. And, and as you'll see, when you turn 50, it's going to be powerful because you're, and you, I, I, my prediction is you won't think about it a lot until you hit it. But then over the next three months, you're going to reimagine your life. I promise. And, and so that the lesson to our audience, I think, is um, reimagine your life right now, whatever your age are. Don't wait for that decade uh, birthday. Uh, don't you think that's the lesson? Yeah, I think absolutely that's the lesson. It's never, you know, now is the right time to reimagine your life. You know what yeah. I mean? Not tomorrow, not 10 years from now. Don't wait for those big, you know, birthdays. Now is the time. And um, I'm doing a lot of that right now, you know, reflection. Yeah. Okay, what do I want the, this next season to look like? Right. Uh, you know, so I'm, I've been kind of knowing that this has been coming up, working on that a little bit and shaping that. And so, Yeah. You, you know, I got a suggestion for you. I just started doing this uh, two weeks in, so I we'll see w- how it evolves. But it feels pretty good. Where you know, every day I exercise and I I get on the treadmill at five thirty and watch the evening news. Mm-hmm. And uh, after I get off of it, now I I go and I sit down, and I've usually maybe I've, I've read the wall street journal already. So I'm thinking about what's going on in the world and I've just watched the news and I'm, I'm sitting back intentionally thinking, what am, what am I observing in life? What am I observing in the world? What am I observing in my own life? What am I learning? How am I growing? And you know, it's really fascinating when you intentionally look at not just what is happening, but what am I learning? What's what's the trends here? What what do I think about my life? What what what's reality telling me? Is am I going in the right direction or not? You know, I found it fascinating. I've done a lot of writing over the last two weeks around that because every every Sunday I try and write what I'm how I'm growing and and learning. But it's a fascinating process. Yep, I am. I am all for it. I love that. And I'll give it a I'll, I'll let you know. I'll report back and let you know how it goes. Well, you know, we're going to chart your your path of turning 50. This will be good. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I see that that doing our podcast is so interesting because it uh, it lets us both pontificate about life. Not that anybody cares, <laughs> but uh, uh, nevertheless, uh, you know, we have to we have to take what's in our head and and turn it into words to communicate with each other. And there's there's power in that. But um, I think I think the takeaway to all this is uh, aging is it, it. The benefits are are so great. And yes, some things decline physically, but but. I'm sort of like you, you know, I, I feel sort of top of my game, both physically and mentally. And, um, you know, the power of, of aging is, 
you just get more confident. You get you care less about what other people think. You also see that 98% of all the stuff that goes on really doesn't matter, right? You know? Exactly. And, yep. and I know when I had 175 employees, and I bet you're the same way, you know, I sort of learned that if you did the vast majority of the things average, it really didn't matter. Uh, although your own pride wants to do them all well, but once you let go of that and just focus on what moves the needle, you know, that's, that's what aging does for you is, is makes you forget all the stuff that's immaterial and just focus on the stuff that, that matters. I real quick, John, I know we're wrapping it up, but to that point, the other thing that aging is the way you spend your time, like the quality of my time, the fact that it it is more and more precious right means you're spending it at least i am i've made a choice to spend it um more plugged in more present more right. um you know so i'm squeezing you know as much as much joy and i mean that's one of the things that i analyze my um day by when i'm reflecting on my day it's like did i laugh enough today because if right. i didn't i got to change that that's joy is one of my you know <laughs> So. Oh, I know. I know. You know, you got to laugh. Yeah, man. I tell you, you, you know, I appreciate my relationship with my friend, uh, Bobby, oh, yeah. uh, who, Bobby, who I talk to every day and uh, I've known him for 40 years. And the beauty of him is that every day we, we belly laugh uh, <laughs> and it's usually cutting each other down that is <laughs> creating the laughter. <laughs> but, uh, uh I don't know. And I, I see as, as I get older, uh, how grateful I am for, you know, for my health, for mm -hmm. my friends, including you, my, you know, my really close friends mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and I, I was just watching this, uh, uh, presentation on frontline PBS frontline about, uh, retirement and how people are, um, uh, generally not prepared for retirement. And uh, I'm so thankful that, that that's not me. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, I just, you know, like you said at the start, uh, as you get older, you just get more grateful. And what a great way to live, being more grateful. Yep. You know? Yeah. So. And you don't have to, you know, think of it. You don't have to get old. You can start being grateful today. Start being grateful today. Start yeah. everything today. Because this is the... This is all we're promised right, right. now. Well, so, you know, especially with our methodology, which is all about uh, creating, creating immense intention and clarity about your life. Yes, well, you know, today, embrace being uh, grateful. Uh, embrace focusing on what moves the needle. Embrace not worrying what other people think, you know, and train your subconscious mind for all that. When you do, boy, watch what happens. Okay, well, until next time, we'll see you. Thanks for listening today. If you've had your own aha moment from today's episode, send me or John an email. We'd love to share your epiphany with our audience. So email us at kelly at thinkitbeit.com or john at thinkitbeit.com. In the meantime, live the exceptional life. <laughs>